Welcome to In The Loop Breakaway, a podcast that is inspired by the breakaway roping lifestyle. I'm your host, Jordan Joe Fabrizio, a full-time cowgirl, entrepreneur, and breakaway roper at heart. My goal is to promote the sport of breakaway roping, along with celebrating and highlighting elite competitors in and out of the arena. This podcast highlights the raw, real, and the truth behind the box of the breakaway roping industry they live every day looks like. Join me to talk about breakaway roping, the history, the present, and the future of our sport. If you want to be in the loop, you're in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Take a listen. Okay, guys, today we are here with Whitley Burgess. Whitley, thank you for coming to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. So, Whitley, I've come across you. I know you from Ropen, Breakaway Ropen. And then I've come across and found out that you are too part of the 1883 show that just came up. So we wanted to get you on the podcast and just talk a little bit about all things Breakaway. And then I guess all things Movie Star, what it looks like to me anyway. <laughs> so, um, but let's back up. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and, and what you do. Okay. Well, um. I'm 19 and I'm, I'm from Hillmar, California and it's a pretty good spot. And, you know, I just, I break my rope and I team rope and I, I try to run barrels every now and then. And I try to be a horse trainer and stuff. And I guess, uh, I think around end of July, I got a phone call to see if I wanted to go be a stunt double on the 1883 tv show so i was like well i i guess i'll just give her a whirl see how much fun that'll be yeah but that's pretty much that's pretty much it man i mean i just ride horses and ride horses and rope man <laughs> well that's a pretty good life it sounds like you're an all-inclusive cowgirl to me so, <laughs> yeah, try to be tell me a little bit about roping how did you get started breakaway roping you know i've seen you at a lot of jackpots and, and some rodeos this summer uh, this past summer pro rodeo. And so how did you get into breakaway and, and where did it all start? Uh, well, my dad, my mom, and my dad, they roped a bunch. And so they got us into the roping and stuff. And so when we were junior rodeoing, I saw, I saw the breakaway roping. So I was like, guess I'll try it. I really liked it a lot. I really liked it. So I started breakaway roping a lot more and then I started to just kind of get really good at it, I guess. And my dad, my dad helped me out with it a bunch. And uh, a gentleman named Chris Wooten, he's also from California. He has helped me out a bunch. I mean, uh, a lot of it goes to him and my dad. But Chris, he's done a lot. And he's gave me a lot of great horses to ride and rope on. And, yeah. So, but horse Chris and my dad. In what we do, horsepower is huge. So, what? How many horses do you have in your in your string in your lineup? Well, I think I got. Well, I really only have like my one good horse, and I don't even. I don't really even own him. Actually, Chris owns him, but it's been a weird deal. I've been riding him for years, for a long time. I just never really bought him. It was just kind of a. I needed him for the state finals at the high school rodeo. And so he let me use him. And then I just kind of kept using him at the amateur rodeos. And so, yeah, so I just got him and um, I got my gray filly. She's probably like 
five, so she's not really a filly, but I've been breakawaying on her a little bit and team roping on her. But I just got those two and and then just a bunch of colts and my heel horse. Well, that sounds like a good combo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds like you're in yeah. school. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so tell me what it's like being in California. Um, you're born and raised there. So what are the jackpot situations and the rodeo situations like? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm from Texas. Well, I'm from Colorado, moved to Texas. Uh, but there's so many opportunities for jackpots here. So is it the same way in California or, or what does your all around season all year? What does that look like? Uh, no, no, ma'am. Uh, it's not the same out here. <laughs> there's not that many jackpots. I mean, people are trying, but it's just hard. Everything's so expensive and stuff. And I mean, there used to be a bunch of pro rodeos and stuff, and I don't think there's that many anymore. And I think there's only four or five of them that have included breakaway roping this year. And I think there's maybe three more that haven't, but that's it for pro rodeos. And then they have their, the, the amateur rodeos that go on in the summertime. It's, it's a pretty good run too, but the high school rodeos, you got those and those are good. But I mean, the jackpots, man, there's very little out here and it's kind of, it's kind of depressing sometimes. <laughs> kind of depressing she says well shout out to all those producers out there get in gear yeah, yeah. um for so sure. do you travel a lot or what does that look like for you you know being 19 do you I know you've come and I've seen you at some jackpots down in the Texas area so so what does that look like on your travel uh yes ma'am I do I have traveled a lot this year this was probably the most I've ever traveled but uh uh I went I went to Texas at the beginning of the year and for the American, I ended up just staying out there for a little while. I got all hung up on the jackpots and the ropings and all that fun stuff. And and then uh, I entered a Lotus and I ended up filling my permit. So I was like, well, let's keep going, I guess. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, so I came home for like a, a month or so. And and then I, I just went to a bunch of pro rodeos after that. So I was gone for a long time american you had you had quite a bit of success there 2021 so walk me through that and what that was like oh that was fun that was <laughs> that was fun i had a lot of fun um well i i honestly i didn't even know i made it uh i was working out here and i forgot the gentleman's name who's on the board for the american but he called me and he's like uh are you gonna be out here i was like well i guess <laughs> I didn't know. I can be. So, yeah. So, and I think I thought frick, he called me like two weeks before, three weeks before. And so then I just packed up and went over there. And and I, my buddy, Andy Guzman, he went with me and that was fun. He helped me drive and stuff. And, and I, I, I don't know, man, I got there and I was just tickled pink that I made it. And I was there and I got a rope in the, coliseum and i was just so excited and, and then i i ended up i was a one nine i think in the first round and i ended up placing and i was like oh my gosh no way and, then, <laughs> and i don't i don't know i just i just kept roping i guess i for some reason my nerves really didn't get a hold of me at that rope and it was really weird but well, uh, that's cool. i mean that's 
a lot of the times, you know, if you look back and at your bigger successes and things you're proud of, it's most of the ones that your nerves didn't come into play where you're like, Hey, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's where I did the best. And so it's really neat to see how yeah. your nerves don't play when, when, when it's all on the line and you've done your best, you know, you're just out there roping. Right. Right. And it was just, uh, I was having a ball. I was just having so much fun to be in there and getting to experience. And, and when I just, uh, I ended up sneaking in to the, the stadium those last few rounds and, I think I was like a three, five or something. And I moved on and that was cool. I was just so excited to be there and just so pumped. And I don't know, man, my nerves just never got a hold of me. And it was just funny because I get nervous sometimes at these other jackpots. And I'm like, dude, what the heck, man? <laughs> I'm like, you were just over there in this building. And freaking- yeah, I'm yeah. like, and you weren't freaking out, but. I don't know. It was, it was great. It was, I had so much fun. So what was your first initial reaction? You know, coming from Northside, you broke great. You know, like you said, you were one nine in the first round, um, came back, advanced, then advanced again. So what was it like walking into the AT&T center for the first time as a competitor? Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I was, uh, I was so excited. And I think, um, I think I was just, just pretty pumped and just excited and I was pretty like in the moment when I walked in like in the arena like getting ready to go I was like pretty grateful and pretty thankful for all the people that I had by me and helped me get there and my folks and Chris and everyone you know so there was a little bit of a little bit of butterflies and stuff like that when I walked in but it was just a great feeling I don't know those are some that we hold close and, and really cherish and remember. So that's pretty cool. Yes, ma'am. So talk a little bit about this summer. You, like you said, you filled your permit, your first <laughs> rodeo, Pelotas, uh, you took off after that. And so, so what was the summer run like? Did you have a lot of success and, and what did you think about the rodeos? Um, summer run, was, it was fun. It was fun. I didn't have that much success. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was wolfy. Gosh, it was wolfy. I mean, I, was, I think I was, I'd place or I'd get a really good time. And I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play. And a couple of days would go by and I'd look at the results and I'm like, oh, <laughs> there was like four other girls that got the same it time as happen. me. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was a little rough and it, uh, it humbled me out for sure. <laughs> well, I don't think you were the only one. I think it humbled a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. But it was pretty great, and I was so excited just to get to go and do it at 19, and because I like I like adventuring and going and seeing the things, and so that was fun, and it was good. It was good. I enjoyed going to Cheyenne. Cheyenne mm-hmm. was amazing. <laughs> yeah. When you walk Definitely. into that arena, or I remember, you know, the first time I did as a competitor, oh, yeah. it just takes your breath away. For sure. Oh my gosh. And so much fun. So much fun. I love it. I was so happy that I got to go. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a, for sure, a memory that you always cherish and a rodeo that you most definitely want to compete at, um, at at any level, you know, whatever, whatever event you're doing, that is the dad is, is one for sure that everybody wants to go to. Yes, ma'am. For sure. So, 
transitioning from your breakaway roping to your movie star how <laughs> did that all unfold so you're an eight you're in the 1883 new movie that we've all been glued to the tv watching religiously <laughs> so tell me a little bit about it you know how how did that unfold how did you get involved um walk me through that process um well uh i'm sure you know best ever pads right mm-hmm. the saddle pack company right. well tammy white and ryan white they're uh good friends with jason rodriguez he's the stunt coordinator for yellowstone and the 1883 and I guess Jason had called her and said, I need a tall, scrawny, blonde chick that's handy. And so then Tammy called me and asked me if I wanted to work on a movie. So I was like, oh, heck yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how that happened. But it uh, it worked out good because I think I was in Preston, Idaho, and I was broke. I was at that pro rodeo, and I was broke. But I was really broke. <laughs> And it was just great timing. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah. where where was it filmed at? Where did you have to go? Um, they filmed it in uh, in Texas. That's good. Yes, yes, it was filmed in Texas. Um, most of it was filmed in Texas, and uh, Taylor Sheridan is the producer and the uh, writer. Wrote the script and. He wrote a pretty good, a pretty good show. Oh my gosh! I yeah, mean, for ugh. sure. It's ugh. it's become one of my favorite shows to watch, and and I'm a huge history person anyway. So just the history of it, and and putting yourself in those people's shoes, and maybe like what they did actually go through, our ancestors to get where we are, and and things like traveling by wagon, right. um, and just out by yourself and. No oh, cell phone to call anybody, you know, or oh, I know. Uh, food, yeah. water, and all the things that go into it. I just, it's fascinating to, to look back and think how far um, they went so that we could be where we're at today. Seriously. I, I thought it was, it was pretty neat that, that Taylor wrote that and created it and made it happen so that people can actually watch it and maybe get a little bit more interest in the history and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a great film. I mean, I just I just started to watch the first few episodes and I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? That's so awesome. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm mind blown by it. So what role did you play in the movie? Um, I am the stunt double for Isabel May. or her, She plays Elsa Dutton in the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's the lead character. And I think she, she's the one who does the voiceovers. Right. throughout the episodes and stuff and yeah and she's um james and margaret dutton's daughter okay so yeah and that's who i that's who i doubled so what's it and like working a- with those actors you know i know you've you've been involved with rodeo people it sounds like your whole life in that industry so what is the industry in the movie business like i mean is it is it a complete different culture or is it a little bit of the same tell me what that's like uh it's kind of it's pretty different. <laughs> it's pretty different, man. I mean, it's um, it's fun. It's just weird because like, I was just always gone. And I'd be on set working, and then I'd come back, and I wouldn't have any horses or dogs or anything. And it was that was really weird. But I mean, I could have brought my horses out there. That just 
that would have been a lot to take right. care of. Right. But um, it's it's a lot different. The people are still the people are amazing. They're so freaking cool. I mean, the whole crew between the the camera people and the hair and makeup people and the actors and the rest of the stunt crew, like they're all they're all so cool. And well, it's uh it looks it's pretty super, fun. <laughs> it looks super neat just just watching it and I'm sure behind the scenes watching it unfold and then seeing how it's all come together now, watching it on TV. Um so like you film all day long, you write all day, like how many times does it take to get a scene? Um tell me about some of those things. Uh it takes a while sometimes. <laughs> I mean, especially because I mean there's all those covered wagons that they got. So, I mean, it takes a while because they'll have to shoot it and maybe move cameras and get a different angle. And so those wagons will have to walk and reset. And it's just, it's just, it's like sometimes it's watching paint dry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it takes a long time sometimes, but it, it humbles me out because I'm like, man, I could be bored doing this or I can be bored doing something else. Right. But I mean, it was, it was still pretty cool. But well, no telling how many doors that's going to open for your future. It was so neat even having the opportunity. Right, right. And I mean, I'm so blessed that Tammy thought of me when Jason called her. And that Jason never fired me. <laughs> really, <laughs> they never fired me. I'm not going to lie. I was definitely a heathen. <laughs> Well, I th- funny story, when I was growing up, um, I team roped a whole lot, and Tammy was one of the, it was her and Beverly Robbins were a couple of the ladies that roped in the open ropings, and uh-huh. I remember watching her rope, and man, she used to stick the bones, I mean, oh. awesome, and you know, I watched her rope at the BFI when I was little, and I, you know, telling my parents, I, I want to be just like her, and I want to be just like Beverly Robbins one day, and she was this little stout blonde with her hair down just looked like she was running with her hair on fire you know sticking the bones and and I just really looked up to her and and she roped really great and she was one of the first women who bought her professional rodeo card and roped in the team roping and so um she was somebody that I looked up to when I was growing up so that's that's cool that you know come full circle she's with best ever pads now and and yes ma'am doing all that uh Tammy's I love I like Tammy she's she's super cool and I'm happy that she thought of me and I'm happy I get a rope with her and stuff. She's a cool cat. So you team rope some too. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, yes, ma'am. I do. Uh, I, well, I mean, I had my heel. Uh, it's just kind of. All girl team roping or are you just doing a little bit of everything? Uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, I'll, I'll rope and anything really, any jackpot. The uh, <laughs> rope you're going to enter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I'll, I'll pretty much enter anything. Uh, but uh, I'll have or I'll heal. I mean, it just depends what partner I get. You know, if they want to have it, if I want to, you know, right. just whatever we choose. But uh, healing's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think my dad got me and my brother into the team roping a long time ago, and that's what we started off with. And he taught us how to heal first, and so I think that's why maybe I like healing more. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I try to enter a bunch of the all-girls and try and get qualified for that uh, WCRA mm-hmm. finals there because I like that. That's cool uh, association. Yeah, they've, 
they've made huge uh, waves for the Breakaway Open, for the all-girls team Open, for women in general in the sport of rodeo. They've been a huge ambassador for us, and so uh, very thankful for them and what they've done and still doing, too. They're opening tons of doors for us. Sure, for sure. Yeah. So 2022, what's that look like for you? Are you still filming some for 1883? Are you back to California, Rope and Breakaway? What are you doing? Uh, I'll head back to um, Texas for the rest of the shoot of 1883. We got a little bit left to film. So I think I'll head back on the second and finish there. And then I think I got a ranch rodeo, the art of cowgirl I got to go to. And I think I'm just going to try and get some of these horses going, some of my fillies and colts going, try and sell some horses, but I got way too many. <laughs> way too many colts. It sucks because they're all useless, and I want to I wanna get them started before I sell them. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I think I'll, yeah. Have, have you been able to meet a lot of the actors that, you know, like Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, some of those, have you gotten to meet those and, and – just hang yes, out with them a little bit on scene. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I met. Um, I think I've met most of the actors. I didn't get to meet Billy Bob Thornton, and I was a little upset about that. Uh, <laughs> I, really no. wanted, I know. I really wanted to meet him, but uh, I met everybody else, and they're all amazing. They're all genuine, down to earth people. And Isabel, uh, the gal that I stumped for, she's super cool. Mm-hmm. She's just very, very cool, and I hope maybe I can double for her eventually if she has another another show she's got to do. <laughs> well, that would be awesome, and I think it's so cool just to to know. You know, we look on the outside in, and we're we think you know possibly those people are idols or, or people we look up to, but you know, it's the same aspect in the rodeo world. There's a lot of people that look up to certain cowboys and cowgirls and and sort of idolize them, and then but we know them just as normal, regular, you know, like you said, down to earth people. And so right. they are truly like, yes, they've been very successful. They're movie stars or, or cowboys, cowgirls, but they're, they're just normal people too. And right. so getting to know them is, is pretty, pretty cool in the, in the way you're getting to do it too. Right. No, thanks. It was, it's, it's pretty cool. And I mean, it is crazy to think that they're just, they're just normal people like us, man. But like, and I still get tickled pink, you know, like when every time I see Sam or Sam Elliott, I'm always like, oh my gosh, Whitley, use your words, use your words. Oh my gosh. Where's your vocabulary? I know. I'm like, dude, it's been how long? And you still can't just spit out a couple normal words to this guy. Oh my God. Uh, maybe you should just start bringing him some coffee and it'll come to you. Right. Seriously, I'm like, well, you need to just pull it together, man. <laughs> That's funny. God, they're, they're cool people and they're they're talented. They're extremely talented. I mean, I never really thought acting was that hard until I sat there and watched it on set before. That, that shit's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can't even imagine. And just having to take the role of those characters and Essentially, you probably have to become that character for oh seriously. for a while to be able to to act it out accurately, and then then go back to real life, like you said, when you're back at your trailer or wherever, with no dogs, no horses, no nor normal life for you or or any of them, you know. So it's like right. It, I bet that's a huge challenge. 
Right. And it's just, I, I think, I think it's amazing just the, how they can switch up their emotions and just act as well as they do. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really cool. So, so I ask everybody on my podcast this question and it doesn't really apply to you yet because you're still so young, wet under the ears. But, um, if you had to tell your younger self something, what would it be and why? Oh my gosh. Um, man, I think I'd probably tell myself to read more because I didn't read that much when I was like, I don't know, younger, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did, I really didn't read that much. And I started reading a lot more in the past few years and it's helped me out a bunch, especially with like sports psychology books and just stuff like that. It, it's really helped. And I think it, it's training on your mind. So it, it's helping you no matter what. So I feel like I should have probably should have read a few more books back in my prime. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is you haven't met your prime yet. So you can still do that. But I think that's great advice, you know. Um, culturing yourself and and trying to learn and grow and get better, especially in what we do, you know, but essentially in the arena, yeah, you want to have a better mindset and you want to work on your mind and your sports psychology. But honestly, life is not any different. You know, you've got to go at life the same way as you do anything else. And, and just like you're back in the box, you know, at your work, at, at your relationships, at anything like that. So it really all ties together. Yes, ma'am. I agree for sure. So what's your favorite sports psychology book so far that you've read? I really like the inner, uh, what's it called? The inner Game of Tennis. Mm-hmm. Is that what's called? That one's yeah. probably my favorite. Uh, but I think the one, uh, there's one that I've been reading. It's called like How to Be a Badass or something like that. Uh-huh. Something along the lines of that is something like How to Be a Badass or How to Stop Doubting Your inner greatness or something like that it's kind of weird but I've been reading that one and that one's pretty cool well I think there's a lot and I just I think it's interesting to see everybody likes something a little bit different so what's the biggest takeaway that you've gotten from the inner game of tennis just reading that book um it's really helped me like just kind of mellow out my mind when Mm -hmm. I'm like freaking out because sometimes I'll get like anxiety a little bit like at the rodeos or the rope and it's like I'll freak out and I'll think like I'm up or something you know and that'll kind of help me it'll help me chill out and then especially like short goes you know I can just just sit down or sit on my horse and just kind of close my eyes and just think of the run that I want to play or make you know mm-hmm. and so that just it kind of just helps mellow me out I guess and when I feel like I'm not that right or like I'm not that right and I'm kind of my nerves are getting a hold of me you know I'll go back and read it and I got paragraphs that I've saved and wrote on the back of the book so I can just go back and read these little paragraphs and kind of pull myself together (laughs) yeah well I think that's awesome and I think you know it's funny you say that growing up we used to go to the library and check books out I won't tell you how old I am but um you couldn't write in the books you couldn't highlight you couldn't write you know because you had to exchange them right three days later right. and then so now like I felt like such a rebel when I bought my own books and like 
highlighted in them and, and wrote in them and stuff, but it's really cool. I, I try to date that stuff because I think it's really neat to come back to those books and then see where you were at at that time and kind of what frame of mind you were in just to have a different perspective. So that's something I've tried to do as I've read those books and things like that. And I think that's just a cool little tidbit that you can come back to it. And if you'll date it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that or that, you know, that's where I was and this is where I am. So just something to take away from that. Right. No, I agree. I agree. So, well, Whitley, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Best of luck with all your endeavors and Art of the Cowgirl in 2022. And uh, we'll see you down the road. Thank you for joining us on In The Loop Breakaway Roping Podcast. We appreciate your loyal support to our podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review, share with a friend. And if you have any questions, email me, jordan at com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you down the road.